0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 16 of The InDesigner, the podcast that provides information, instruction, and insight for designers working with and learning Adobe InDesign. I'm your host, Michael Murphy, and there's nothing wrong with your monitor. This is not a video episode, so don't panic. We're going audio only this week. This doesn't indicate any change in the direction for the podcast, video is still the method by which I'm going to deliver the show more often than not, but every now and then I'm going to have something to say that doesn't require you to see what I'm talking about, and this is one of those times. We just went through five videos in a row together, so I hope you'll indulge me for this week. So plug in your iPod, take this on the train with you, take it in the car, some listeners have said they missed the portability of the original audio podcast, so for this week, you get that back and you can learn as you go. Coincidentally, learning as you go is part of what this episode is all about. I'm calling it, If You Rebuild It, You Will Learn. As a segue into that, let me quickly backtrack to last week's episode where I deconstructed a page layout and assembled what looked like a photographic illustration right within InDesign. After posting the episode, I realized that while I pointed out that the advantage of doing the layout in InDesign versus Photoshop was flexibility, I neglected to point out that the advantage of doing it in InDesign versus Express was that you actually could do it in InDesign. Everything I did in episode 15 to make that layout work was impossible in Express, and I think that bears mentioning. For those of you listening who, like me, converted from Quark Express or maybe PageMaker, it's safe to say that you've got a lot of old documents out there that exist in those applications that you wish you never had to deal with again. But every now and then, you've got to go back and visit a legacy document from your days in the dark ages of Express to make updates or revisions. And for the sake of time, you're probably inclined to just suck it up and work in Express, making your changes and saving yourself some time. And in the process, you'll get to reacquaint yourself with how frustrating the limitations of that application are now that you've had a taste of the good life with InDesign. My suggestion is stop doing that. Don't go back and keep working in that old Express or PageMaker file. Cut the cord, start over, and recreate the job in InDesign. Now, I know what you're thinking before you say it. Hey, Mike, I'm not going to recreate this in InDesign just to make a minor change. And I totally understand that. I also understand that as designers, do we ever really make minor changes? If we have to update a year-old brochure, don't we just love to change things, even if they're subtle? So bear that in mind. If you're going to tweak and you're gonna update and you're gonna improve anyway, then start over in InDesign. Obviously, if all you need to change is a copyright line and then send the job out to the printer, you can make a pretty strong case for sticking with the old file. But if you're doing anything more than that, I say start over. And here's an additional caveat to this, to this start over mandate. It depends on the length and complexity of your document, and obviously the circumstances of your time and budget. But I'm going to put time and budget aside for a moment and just deal with the complexity issue. If you've got a one-sided data sheet or a two-sided flyer, a four-page brochure, a six-page gatefold, anything in that range, then don't even think about going to the express file and continuing to work in that application. Recreate it. It's not that many pages, first of all, but the real thing you need to realize is this. You've already designed it. The hard part is done. You're not making any design decisions or new choices at this point. And all of your placed images probably exist outside of the Express file, so they're ready to just be placed in a new InDesign file and not recreated from scratch. So all you're left with is the mechanics. Since you've already designed the job, you're not making the thousands of crucial decisions you made the first time around. What font should I use? Should this be bigger? Should it be smaller? Should I move it over here? Would it look better like this? What color should I use? Those decisions have already been made. If you're like me, the time and the challenge is really in the design, not in the execution. The assembly of a document should be the shortest part of your process. Rebuilding a document is not redesigning it. You're just putting things back exactly where they were. And as you do that, you're learning. As I said before, as with learning a language, immersion is the best teacher. While you're working in InDesign, you're learning InDesign. You're becoming more comfortable, more adept. I probably haven't convinced you yet, and I understand that just because the mechanics of recreating a layout you've already done probably requires the least amount of your time doesn't mean you have that time to spare. So I'm gonna share with you my method of doing this faster. But before I tell you my technique for doing this, let me first acknowledge that there are already ways for converting Express files to InDesign that have nothing to do with what I'm about to cover. The first one is something I already talked about in Episode 6, and that's using InDesign to open Express files. Yes, it works, but only for much older versions of Express, and even then, there's probably enough crap coming into your new InDesign file from the original document that halfway through the process, you'll probably wish you just started fresh in the first place. Another method is to use Marksware's Q2ID plugin. This one I haven't used personally, but I have it from very knowledgeable and reliable sources that it works and works very well. And it isn't limited to version 3 or 4 files. It will open express files up to version 6.5. So if your legacy file doesn't fall into my previous definition of small manageable jobs, and you just need to convert your file, check it real quickly, and get it out the door, and learning is just not an option at the moment, then you should look into this plugin. It's $199, but if you've got big projects you want or need to move from Express to InDesign quickly, it'll probably pay for itself in saved effort. However, if you just want to sever all ties to your old files, or you can't swing the price of the plugin, you can fall back on the method I've used to rebuild years old Express files as brand spanking new InDesign files. First, get all of the vital statistics from the old document. The document layout properties, page size, margins, facing pages or not, column widths and gutters, paragraph and character styles, baseline grid, etc. Just quickly jot down the the basic information. Second make a PDF of your old express file. It could be screen resolution or high resolution, it's up to you. If it's a four-page brochure, you could do it as single pages or two spreads, also up to you. Just export the old file as a PDF or series of PDFs, then create a new InDesign file at the same size with the same margins, etc. Third, name the bottommost layer in this new InDesign file, template and place your PDF or PDFs on that layer where you want them to be. Make sure that the top left point of the graphic frame with the PDF is at the horizontal and vertical zero point of your page coordinates in the control palette. If you made a spread layout into two separate PDFs, make sure that the place PDFs butt up against one another properly. These PDFs will be your reference for the final rebuilt document. In the fourth step, You're going to take advantage of transparency in InDesign in a different way than we have so far, a way that no one but you is ever going to end up seeing. With your placed PDFs selected, open up the transparency palette and drag the opacity slider down to a relatively low value, something in the 25 to 40% range, whatever works for you, to tint back the placed PDFs so that they almost look like you've put a sheet of tracing paper over them. Now you have a ghosted version of your old file as a reference, strong enough to be seen clearly but light enough to be easily distinguished from any other elements you start to create within this file. Step 5 is to now lock this layer. Once you have it tinted back and in the position you want, you want to lock the layer that you named Template by clicking the lock icon that's in between the visibility icon and the layer name in the layers palette. Locking the layer is going to prevent you from accidentally selecting, moving, or deleting the PDF that you placed. It's going to keep it there visible to you on the page, but it's going to keep it from being in your way or cumbersome as you go to select any elements that you add. Step 6 is to create a new layer over this one, either by selecting New Layer from the palette's flyout menu, or by clicking the New Layer icon at the bottom of the Layers palette. By default, InDesign will add this new layer on top of the existing template layer already in your file. You're going to work on this layer and as many other layers that you want to add over it to start rebuilding your new InDesign layout over your old Quark Express layout. If you work in Illustrator, this might sound familiar to you because this whole s- process is built right into Illustrator. You can designate a layer as a template and it's automatically dimmed and locked. In InDesign, you have to use this method I just described to achieve the same thing, but it works the same way. Now that you're working in this new InDesign version, take the time to get rid of the crazy cumbersome workarounds you originally did in Express. Do you have dozens of text boxes, rules, and colored boxes all painstakingly arranged and lined up just to set up a simple table? That's what you had to do in Quark, but just don't do that again in your new InDesign file. Redo it as an actual InDesign table, and in the process you'll be learning about tables. Does your old file have a drop shadow on a silhouetted object that you had to jump through all sorts of crazy hoops to get to fall over two different colors or have text wrapped around it? Remember what a chore that was? Uh, not so in InDesign, so do it the new way, not the old way. Did you have a slew of manually applied character styles that InDesign can make short work of with nested style sheets? Then hone your style sheet skills in InDesign by setting up nested styles, next style settings, and based on style settings. See episodes 11 through 14 if you need a refresher on style sheets. Long story short don't work in InDesign the way you worked in Express. You can, but why would you? Isn't that why you switched? Because the application didn't do what you needed? Take advantage of this new tool and its powerful features and build them into this new and improved recreation of your old layout. Then, once you're done recreating the whole layout in InDesign, you can just delete that template layer. Since you locked it at the beginning of the process, you know you didn't accidentally put any of your new elements on it, so there's nothing to be lost by just taking Selecting the uh, layer and dragging it to the little trash icon in the Layers palette, and you're done. And I'm not saying to spend the next year recreating all of your past projects in InDesign. Just do it on a case-by-case basis. If you deliver jobs to your printer as PDFs like I do, you've already got the PDFs you're going to need to act as your templates, so there's one step already taken care of. Using the process I just described, I switched my entire magazine over to InDesign from Express, and just like I'm suggesting to you, I didn't do it in one massive effort. I rolled it out over the course of several months as time allowed. And it's up to you and your circumstances and how you work to decide whether or not to do this. But there's always an excuse not to do something. I could think of many reasons not to do this podcast. It's a significant investment of time and effort, but I think it's valuable. I believe there'll be a return on that investment in the long run, and if you make the investment to recreate your work in InDesign, there'll be a return for you as well. Here's one way of looking at it. Let's say it's going to take you four hours to recreate an old Express file in InDesign, and you charge $200 an hour for your services. Don't think of those hours as $800 of unbillable time right now. Think of it as an $800 investment in your knowledge and future efficiency, in moving yourself forward. Think about, down the line, everything you'll have learned in the process. How much is that worth? It's not a loss in the here and now. It's an investment in things to come. In the long run, who doesn't want a chance to start fresh? Personally, I haven't been this excited about a piece of software or the possibilities for myself in print design since I first went from the drafting table to the Mac. And that's saying a lot. Think of those times in your life when you really felt excited about something new. Isn't that a great feeling? What kind of dollar value can you put on a fresh start? Are you really willing to avoid learning to save a couple of billable hours? Then you're putting money over knowledge. And I know how important money is. Knowledge doesn't pay the electric bill, but the more knowledge you have, the more money you're likely to make in the long run. So the question you have to ask yourself is, is it worth it? Is it worth giving up an hour or two at home in front of the TV to stick around the office a little while and put in that extra effort? Putting in the extra effort is what distinguishes you. I'm nearly 20 years in this business, and I still think it's worth it. And if you're just starting out in your career, it's absolutely mandatory to stay competitive. So there's just a little bit of career and business advice mixed in with software tips, which is what the real goal of this podcast is, a mix of experience, real-world exploration of where we are with InDesign, as well as the software knowledge that's going to get you excited and put you over the top. So just do it. Start over. If you rebuild it, you will learn. Before I sign off, let me just express my gratitude to everyone who's posted a review on the iTunes Music Store. In a little over a week since episode 15, about 10 people have posted glowing comments about the podcast. I'm thrilled that so many people were kind enough to take the time to do that, and I thank you all. And remember, I'm just an email away. If you have any questions, send them to info at theindesigner.com. And if you want your comments to reach the whole InDesigner community, feel free to post them on the blog at www.theindesigner.com. Next week, I will be back with a brand new video episode. Until then, this is Michael Murphy for the InDesigner Podcast. Thanks for listening.